Do you know what will happen where you can get news about the Jamaican culture and just learn about how Jamaicans are doing as a young and abroad? You get to learn a new Jamaican Patwa word or even a Jamaican phrase. I look forward to the Patwa word of the day. The Patwa word is Pasa Pasa. Word today is Taco Ram. Our word of the day is Duffy. Wang. No like a like a twang, not true. Enjoy tuning in to what a good. It happens every Friday, 7 p.m. So check them out. And bye from Toronto. Dodge, Quebec, it's La Jamaica. It could what a guan. Yes, I what a guan. I am a big fan of Water Guan. Relevant and entertaining, so keep up the good work. Watch Water Guan. Big up yourself, Water Guan. Water Guan. Yes, I. Water Guan. Watch Water Guan. Hello, hello, hello. Guess who's back? Yeah, it's me, your girl from Bungatown. And once you see a girl from Bungatown, you know which day and what time that is. Yes, if you forget, is Wataguan time. So you know what you have to do now? Put your head through the window, go up on the veranda or go up on the road and make everybody know, call your friend, family, enemy everybody and tell them that Wataguan National is on and your favorite girl from none other than Bongo Town, the town within the town within the parish within the country is on. Wataguan National is back so welcome back to another Friday with more. Special welcome to those listening on Fresh FM Radio in Lo Fresh FM Radio London. And to let you also know that Wataguan National is available as a podcast on Podbeam, Google, Amazon, iHeart, Player FM, and all other major podcasting platforms. You can connect to any of those links on our website at www.wataguan.ca. And as usual, remember, Guan of 2A. All right. Believe it or not, it's the last Friday in August. I barely sleep. I'm going to start wake up early, early again because back to school is back on, like just in another week. As the summer goes by, I hope you have been enjoying the performances of the Jamaican and the Canadian track and field teams at the World Championships in Budapest. Because we in Canada, we have to say the Canadian team, but technically we just wonder how the Jamaican team doing, right? Big up all the athletes. Today we will be looking again at Windrush 75 and what has been done to celebrate the achievements and struggle of those who migrated to Great Britain via the Windrush movement 75 years ago. What has been their legacy? How do Jamaicans in the UK view it? 
Rudy Page, the man behind the celebrations and more, will be joining us later on to share his views and to give us a sneak peek on what more will be happening regarding Windrush 75. So stay tuned because that will be coming up in A Time to Reason. Before we go any further, you know what time it is. Yes, it is my favorite time of the day. Patwa time is now on. It is a time where we share a word or a phrase from the beautiful Jamaican Patwa. And today's word is Kaba Kaba. So when you hear the word Kaba Kaba, or somebody being described as Kaba Kaba, what does it mean? So interact with me, keep me engaged. You know we like it when you engage with us. So you do that by doing that little comment thingy in the box below. So if you're on Facebook or you're on YouTube, the comment box is just below your, your screen. So tell me what Kaba Kaba is. So if somebody say, I do go near them, the people, they call them an old Kaba Kaba. What does that mean? So the word for today is Kaba Kaba. Also, you can keep me entertained and, and, and engage with us by commenting on the races, how you feel about the race, what have you been seeing, what's been going on, any part cover broke up, which part in our celebrate, or no celebrate. So just talk to me in the comment. You can comment on the part word and on the races, all right? So just keep those coming and let's be excited about what Jamaica is doing on the world stage. Last week, we'll take a, we took a look at the city of Calgary's anti-racism strategic plan. Dr. Linda Kongnetiman Panza, manager for the city's anti-racism program, joined and shared what led to the creation of the strategic plan, how community contributed to it to date, and what we should expect from it. She noted that the city acknowledged the existence of systemic racism in Calgary and outlined the five pillars of the strategic plan. She emphasized the importance of every citizen in dismantling racism in all its forms to build a Calgary where human dignity is respected and where people are embraced and feel safe to live, work, and thrive. One key message was that every voice has a place and we must ensure that we add our voices to the activities to build momentum that drives the changes needed to eradicate systemic racism. Um, if you haven't seen this episode, which was a very good episode, interesting to watch. I know some people, you might not live in Calgary, but still take a look and see what is happening on this side of the world. Um, so do that. You can re-watch the episode on our Facebook or on our YouTube channel. So you just go back, type in what I go on and you can go back to, to check out those episodes. It was really good. Um, you can also find a link on our website at www.wataguan.ca. You know, you like, we like it when you engage with us and we want Wataguan National to get big, big, bigger and Bigger, bigger, right? So you do that by following, like, and comment. And you do that on any of our social media handles. So Facebook, Instagram, 
YouTube, LinkedIn, and on the website. Remember me to tell you last week, I'm not a techie person, but when you comment, it does some algorithm thingamabob, and then it allows um, what are going things to appear on other pages so more people can see it and can check us out and we can go really really big so please ensure to do that and share it like food share it like when you get good food that you want everybody if you know say it good all right now let us share some events happening across canada in calgary Team Jamaica is recruiting for the Caribbean Heritage Sports Competition scheduled for September 16th. Join the JCAA teams for basketball, cricket, dominoes, football or soccer, which is what it's called here, netball, volleyball and track and field. Call 403-775-1235 or email info at jcaalberta.com to register and get more information. Get involved and represent Team Jamaica. In Toronto, the JCA Ontario is exploring the development of a culturally appropriate adult literacy initiative for Jamaican and Caribbean Canadians residing in the GTA. Register and attend a focus group session and share your views on how the JCA can create a program that works for the community. It will happen this Saturday, August 26th at the JCA Center located at 995 Arrow Road, North York. The session starts at 11.15 a.m. To register, call 647-765-5304 or email isccoordinator at jcaontario.org. Refreshments will be provided. In Montreal, the Collective Kitchen Project and the Jamaican Association of Montreal presents free family cooking classes for families with at least one child up to five years old. Join them every Monday at the JCA Centre located at 4065 Jean Talon West at 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. to learn and create new recipes. Take home new skills and a meal. To register or to get more information, email jamfootstepsprogram at gmail.com or call 514-737-8229. The next session will be on September 11. Now a little bit of news from Dungayad. Jamaica records 2.47 million visitors up to July. On the eels of a ninth consecutive quarter, quarter of economic growth for Jamaica's tourism industry, Minister of Tourism Edmund Bartlett says the country is on track to meet its projections of 3.8 million visitors and foreign exchange earnings of U.S. $4.1 billion by the end of the year. According to Bartlett, the latest tourism figures show that between January and July of this year, Jamaica welcomed some 2.47 million visitors. This included 1.72 million stopover visitors and 747,643 cruise visitors, more than twice the number recorded for the corresponding period in 2022 with gross earnings of US $2.59 billion. 
and just a little bit of brata because you know Jamaicans how we love brata. Jamaican athletes continue to make their mark at the 2023 World Athletics Championships in Budapest. At the end of the day, at the end of day seven, Jamaica is third on the medal table with nine medals. Only the USA and Spain are ahead. Here's a summary of our medalists to date. Africa Fashion Week London is back. The largest annual fashion week in Europe, profiling African-inspired designs in its entirety, invites you to its spectacular two-day event. Whether you want to network with fashion industry gurus or wish to purchase a one-of-a-kind Afrocentric memento in our renowned exhibition marketplace, Africa Fashion Week London promises to immerse you in all things Africa and more. Tickets are selling fast now. Get your tickets at eventbrite.co.uk. Also, don't miss the opportunity to showcase or exhibit your designs at the Fashion Week. Register now at AfricaFashionWeekLondonUK.com Africa Fashion Week London. Book your tickets now. Now that we've heard the happenings that is going on in Calgary, you know what's next. My other favorite part of the show, and that is a time to reason with you know who, the big man himself, Donovan Simon. So grab the coffee, grab the cocoa tea, get some tough crackers, or a little piece of hardware bread, because you know what time it is. Just with all a little reason. <laughs> What's up, Miss Nicole? Medea. Medea. Yes, well, I'm in a dead I'm in a dead We're up on a different, different land, you know? Yes, I'm here keeping my prayers, so you're not drop asleep. No, nah, man, I'm all right, man. <laughs> I'm all right. Uh, I, I have reasonably adjusted, and there, there's a lot of adrenaline based on all the. I, I mean, I just came as close to Budapest as I could. Oh really? <laughs> so, oh, really? That, so at least at least I'm in the time zone, so I can watch watch race them real time and, and go on and go on bad, you know. Mm. Like like I think Sherika was saying, boy, she can't just imagine how people at Jamaica are going bad. Yes. So, so hopefully people, Jamaicans and you know, people who, who love Jamaican track and field and just sports overall everywhere are going bad. Yes, you know, well, I'm sure Jamaicans are going bad. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. Go. Uh, today, though, I, I want to 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 chat with with 
somebody in the diaspora here about what was happening with them and Windrush and a few other things. Mm-hmm. Of course, because it's it's early morning here, I had a chat with him earlier, right, uh, about some of those things. So I'm going to share that conversation because anybody who is watching will realize that we're in two different places. <laughs> so I make sure I make it clear that it was a conversation that we had earlier. Yes. We're going, to, we're going to listen to the conversation and then we'll come back and, and talk a little more later. All right. All right, cool. Got <laughs> time to reason here on what I go on. My name is Donovan, and as you can see from the background today, I'm in a different setting. I'm in England, so I get to talk with uh, members of our diaspora, especially an outstanding one about things that are happening here. Today, we're going to talk about Windrush 75 and how Jamaicans in the diaspora dealt with that and other things. And it's my absolute pleasure to have Rudy Page, a noted Jamaican. All right, folks, uh, like I said, we are going to be playing a video. And I want to make sure that we have this one uh, covered. So give me a second here to reset and then get Rudy on with us uh, based on the conversation that I had with him earlier. Welcome to our time to reason here on what I go on. My name is Donovan, and as you can see from the background today, I'm in a different setting. I'm in England, so I get to talk with uh, members of our diaspora, especially an outstanding one about things that are happening here. Today, we're going to talk about Windrush 75 and how Jamaicans in the diaspora dealt with that and other things. And it's my absolute pleasure to have Rudy Page, a noted Jamaican here in the UK. He's with Making Connections Work. He's a multi-award winning management consultant, coach and facilitator. He has recently chaired the Caribbean Global Awards here, the Global Jamaica Diaspora Council's Electoral Committee. He's chaired the weekly Gleaner UK Honor Awards. He's held a number of non-executive and trustee roles, Lions Cub, Kiwanis, Talawa, you name it. Udi is the consummate Jamaican community organizer and planner. And of course, he was the man behind Windrow 75 celebrations here in the UK, in Jamaica, and all over. It's my absolute pleasure to invite Rudy to join me here on Wataguan. Rudy. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Good evening, and welcome to England, Donovan. <laughs> my absolute pleasure. They, they let me in. Thanks for all you did uh, to make sure that my name was on the clean list at the, at the border. Absolutely. I said it was important that you get your pass. You know. <laughs> All right. There's lots happening and you're always involved with a ton of stuff. So we want to jump in to make the most of the time here with you. And maybe where we'll start, because, you know, one of the things we had chatted about a while back was Windrush 75. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about the celebrations. I know you were in Augustown. I know there are things that have been happening all over here in England as well. What happened? How did it go? It went very well. And in fact, there were many events this year 
literally hundreds of events across the country and there will be as well in october for black history month um, we had a great uh, program ourselves nationally so sort of in london in the midlands up in manchester around the windrush anchor heritage education program so it's it's and also it's 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 been picked up by the wider community as well which has been great we've heard a lot more of the windrush voices some of those stories from the first generation that would be my parents generation and um so it's been very good very strong and i think as a celebration it will go forward and be as strong as black history month in the future so that was that was a course in in june here in the uk yeah that's awesome to know uh how would you assess the responses and and to, to the whole windrush thing and I, i'm curious as to was it multi-generational yes that's the most important thing is that it, it is multi-generational now because uh my generation historically we were called the children of the windrush generation mm -hmm. but many of us are grandparents now wow. ourselves so you know we have to think about what that means and what's also been uh striking now here in in the in england at least and, and probably scotland is that you've got young people of 10 12 years old learning about windrush mm -hmm. as part of the, the the curriculum in terms of um belonging right. and understanding people from different cultures so the windrush story was is something that's now included in the curriculum where historically it was it was it was excluded and it was just very much a cultural activity within the caribbean community here itself so it, it's a big significant change lots of mainstream stories mm -hmm. features and particularly here in the uk with the bbc which is you know the state broadcaster so mm -hmm. that that has opened up the challenge the channels and that has had a massive impact because obviously that's the main channel still yeah. regardless of all the other sort of um, satellite channels that we have yeah I'll, I'll come back in a little bit to talk about recognition because i know uh mm -hmm. one 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 uh leader you know prime minister sunak even sent you a letter but we'll talk about that in a little bit uh what i'm curious of though is the appreciation of these generations of the windrush generation the actual ones who sailed on the big ship out of the caribbean talk to us about what you've seen and heard as you've you know done the different events here and in jamaica yeah right? and of, of the appreciation of it yeah and you raise a good point donovan in terms of the actual windrush generation Mm -hmm. So what that means, it's really an era. So anybody basically from the Caribbean and of course the wider Commonwealth, but we're really talking about the Caribbean because that's who we are. So that's from 1948 to about 1971, 1973. So it's everybody who came up to the UK during that period of time. Mm -hmm. And those of us who would have been born here so in that time we are known as the windrush generation so that first generation then that's that generation that came up on the boat in the 1940s 1948 i should say and then you had those who 
came up from Jamaica and the wider Caribbean, the early 1950s or mid 50s into the early 60s, that age group. So many of those would be in their 80s to 90 years old. Mm-hmm. We've got one or two, uh, I've met a gen- two gen- gentlemen in the last few weeks as part of our activities, 198, mm-hmm. one, 102. So, um, so yeah, so they're a big age, that generation. Be a lot more recognition for the achievements that mm-hmm. that generation and the hardships that they went through, of course, at the time, because we're talking about a time in the UK where discrimination was not Ill- illegal. Right. So 40s, 50s, 60s, it wasn't until in the mid-1970s where equality laws Chatter, you know, outlawing discrimination, mm-hmm. and that's Caribbean people who really sacrificed and laid the ground for those those kind of laws that everybody, you know, uh, enjoys today. So that yeah. generation, uh, well overdue, of course, were have been recognised and continue. There's lots of books, lots of stories. You know, some of them have even had their portraits done, which has been commissioned by the king. So. The recognition has been good. There's many more stories to go. Yeah. And there's still a great more recognition because, of course, you know, all aspects of life in the UK, business, health, community, housing, you name it, taking care of people, Caribbean people have been there all the time for generations now. Well, there's there's lots of, of recognition and, uh, and I'll come to you know, broader things a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about, you talk about the king, the prime minister. And I know also in Jamaica, you know, the minister of culture, gender, sports, there there has been an acknowledgement that Windrush meant and means something to the wider community, to Jamaica. Yeah. Get into that a little bit for me. Um, Yeah. Recognition and the acknowledgement by non-Jamaicans. Yeah. And starting with Jamaica, and you make a really important point, Donovan, because historically, if you look right back to the Jamaicans who left and went to, you know, the Panama Canal, you know, good hundred years ago plus, and and historically, the the return of the generations, the or the descendants of those uh, generations who went abroad, has never really had that kind of acknowledgement that this Windrush generation has so it is something special about it and the contribution not only did they make in the uk but also what they sent back in terms of remittances and donations back to jamaica back into the communities from whence they came so that has really um started to i believe get the recognition that it deserves you know Mm -hmm and a significant build houses and you imagine building houses what what that means for the local economy the supply chains in the local economy so not only sending remittances for education not only sending medical equipment for hospitals not only sending money for community development but building houses and what that meant for the business community as well so it's a significant recognition uh, for 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 what that generation has done and will continue to do and there's still there's still a long way to go but at least i feel again in 19 in sorry in 
2023, we've been able to um, uh, raise awareness and improve mm -hmm. the understanding of what it meant for that generations to go abroad and, and achieve what they had to do in mm -hmm. a very difficult um, environment and at times a hostile environment as well. And as you talk about that, Jamaica recently celebrated independence, 61 years of political mm -hmm. independence, mm -hmm. uh, in the same year that we do in 75. What's been the energy within the Jamaican community here in the UK about both events? What have you seen? How do you assess it? Yeah, well, we've always celebrated Independence Week and weekend with some activities. And so that's just been the same as usual. But again, it's had a boost because it's Windrush 75. So mm -hmm. that has actually uh, raised uh, people's awareness and involvement because 75 was such a significant number mm -hmm. uh, to go with in terms of Windrush. And last year was very similar because last year was the Diamond Jubilee, of course. Right, so again, you know, that was a major celebration. So, so yeah, I mean, it's been good also to see um, young people as well, um, again, relating back to where their parents came from or where their grandparents came from. So that so what we would call cultural communication is strong mm -hmm. and will continue. And we shouldn't be surprised because why Why should you forget or not know about where your parents and grandparents have come from? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure you hear the stories. Well, there are lots of stories. And maybe, as you mentioned, that there are stories about reparation. There are stories about mm -hmm. the, the, the change in or proposed changes in the Jamaican constitution yeah. Uh, yeah. To, to remove the, the the monarch as head of state what what are the, the discussions happening in the local pubs here with the jamaicans around topics like those in the domino clubs <laughs> <laughs> yeah in, in interesting there there are different views and my my view is is um i'm coming from the perspective of the windrush mm -hmm. and the lessons learned from the windrush scandal so when the Windrush scandal first broke, one, I was one of the, the first group of people who put together a project uh, working directly with the Home Office. This is in 2018 now, August 2018, to, to ensure that uh, those people who were unclear about their status could attend sessions where they could get the information, advice and guidance from home office staff and we use the church networks of church of god of prophecy got churches all over the country particularly where caribbean people settled in the 1960s 50s and 60s mm -hmm. and and um so i ran a num i ran a number of sessions and it's always stuck in my mind and i do remind everybody all the time uh, uh that we hosted a home office minister and one of the first things that she said that she said that when Jamaica became independent in 1962, that meant there was a change in status as it related mm -hmm. 
to citizens of Jamaica becoming citizens of the or subjects of Jamaica becoming citizens and what that really meant. So even over the years of changing legislation, changing citizenships and uh, immigration rules, all those kind of things. So there was this, there's been this really steady tightening of that situation. Mm-hmm. And of course, many people have got caught up in it, both Windrush generation and children who came up on, who may have come up on their parents' passport and then right. had child then had a great challenge in proving their status, even though they may have been living here 40 or 50 years. Mm-hmm. So, so what I mean then, so with the advent of the, the Republican dialogue, mm-hmm. my thoughts are, what does that mean for British citizens of Jamaican heritage? What does that change in status mean as it relates to UK. So that's the question that I want us to think about. And well, that's an interesting one because I think many people, including obviously those who came up uh, under Windrush and those generations, never consider the impact of any of those things on them individually. They might celebrate. Yes. Right. Uh, because no matter where we go, we are Jamaicans and we 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 embrace that heritage. But the subtleties. Of, of the law are not necessarily things that you cut and say this may affect me in any way shape or form right and you're so right Donovan you put it perfect because when when people were were uh, saying how difficult it was to meet the the, the criteria mm-hmm. lots of people were being um, rejected they were paying a lot of money going to you know various lawyers and other experts but still not getting through generally speaking the community didn't understand other than to say some people just said well they should have you know they should have done it before they should have you know and so I, i'm i'm just concerned that there are some details that i would like to see and better understand and then help communicate what the implications could be and again the change in status um if you look at barbados recently they became mm-hmm. independent mm-hmm. Of the republic and of course the the uk parliament doesn't have to do or say anything so any country can decide to leave mm-hmm. <laughs> but again we just have to be careful what does that change in status mean well, that's interesting, and I think it's it's important as a community to talk about that. And that's maybe where I'd like to get into the activity within the diaspora here. And what what are the topics out there? What what are the Jamaicans in the diaspora focusing on? So at at the moment, the focus around this particular topic is what what does it mean to no longer have the king? Right. As, as as the head of Jamaica, what what does it really mean? And so there's discussion. So there's the the emotional part that says, "Great, you know, we no longer have a king. We're we're going to be we're going to be the rulers mm-hmm. of some some sorts." But of course, we're we're not sure what does that mean politically. Some people mm-hmm. raise the point about what does that mean politically as well. Right. What changes will there be? 
will there be you know a reduction in inequalities what what does it really mean right i think those discussions are really to also come in terms of the impact and again that change in status what what might that mean going forward for people in the diaspora no, yeah. nobody really knows because the the diaspora voice is yet to be really heard and understood as well within these changes so 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 who knows and it's interesting that you raise that you know because i know you're an international guy mm -hmm. uh how similar are the the topics and the sentiments to what you hear out of the us and canada and other jamaicans in the diaspora all over the place yeah that's a good question because um i think if particularly the us i i think at, at times in terms of governance of course the 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 uk and the commonwealth and you know you coming from canada you will appreciate this and uh i know people do seem to think that why is it that somebody from the us doesn't have the same rights as somebody from the uk or canada as it relates to jamaica mm -hmm. and and i've i've seen i've heard that on some of the platforms and um of course so they're not thinking about the whole governance arrangements and the jurisdictions and mm -hmm. what it really means so I, I think uh there probably has to be more discussion around that getting away from the emotion but uh have some of our uh constitutional lawyers or experts to start to really explain clearly to everybody yeah the term that you we we need what we call trusted messengers to ensure that we're informed, can mm -hmm. provide the reassurance so that people can make the choice. But one thing, as you say, that I think is important that those of us who've got families, so we're in the diaspora, but families back in Jamaica, I think it's important to be involved in, and you know raise that though, that topic with them as well. What do they think? And yeah, they're doing. Know about it I, I think that's important as family members and friends very yep. important you know it's interesting you said that in a rudy i was in jamaica earlier this year and i was just talking to to somebody out in in the community about the whole proposed changes and all of those things and the degree to which they plan to participate and i'm going to say there was a degree of apathy there's possibly more engagement or interest outside of jamaica per capita than there is inside so that's a very very good point uh because it is going to affect them as it will affect us yeah no, absolutely because again as we said the change in status what does it mean for mm -hmm. families who've got who are from different jurisdictions over generations what does you know what what does what what does it mean we don't know yet yeah. And, you know, and so we need these topics to be raised, but also more importantly, we need the voices to be heard from the diaspora within Jamaican society, because uh, the diaspora are an integral part of the society and their voice must be heard. And it's a great opportunity now as well for the diaspora to ensure their voice is heard. How do we get to amplify the voices? You are you're in the community all the time. Yeah. How do you get to amplify what, what's being done in the UK? I know in Canada, it's, it's a constant struggle 
to, to, to get the, the Jamaican community together to focus on common issues. I mean, the parties are full. Let's 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 on the festivals, As always. <laughs> but on the, around the social and political issues. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about the UK experience. <laughs> we have we have the same challenge around <laughs> health, you know, you know, especially prostate health for our community or diabetes. Look how important they are in terms of the impact on our community. But you're hardly going to fill a room <laughs> <laughs> with that. So I think at the moment. It's, it's really the activists at the moment. It's the activists and those, you know, with the political sort of uh, activism who, who are at the forefront and putting together meetings. But it's going to take a bit of time, probably, before we really see, or, or, or something may happen that will mm -hmm. just galvanise everybody all of a sudden. They say, right, actually, I'm going to take an interest in this. I don't think we've reached there yet. So it's just the interested parties and the, the activists, some of the some of the academics. I, I guess um, one of the challenges that we do have, from what I've seen, which we had we had relating to Windrush actually, is that, that there's not a strong clarity and definition from the academics themselves. So that hasn't really come into the, the wider public discourse. There's one or two, but there, there's no strong uh, voice that's really laying out this is what it could mean you know giving some comparisons with other countries when they've you know succeeded from their uh, former um, or, or change their governance arrangements so we haven't had that kind of discourse yet that, that I've seen with the involvement of the diaspora communities themselves mm -hmm. so what you'll get is you will get academic uh, um, academics on platform but really coming from just Jamaica perspective and then talking about the historical legacy of this country which kind of leaps over the generations of you know the diaspora who are around at the moment and it's interesting you say that because there are certain other elements of Jamaican culture that dominate uh, mm -hmm. the music the food uh, you know, there are carnivals and festivals and all kinds of things which which people gravitate to. In fact, the World Championship is going on in, in, in Budapest. And I was reading something today about the Jamaicans being one of the more popular teams. There. Of course, of course. Right? <laughs> yeah, and that, that's the, always a great thing. They're always at least the second team on, on the global platform because that the, the communication of Jamaican culture is so strong globally, of course. So, so why is it then with all of that platform, it's so difficult on the, you know, sociopolitical side to galvanize and, 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 and to rein in all of that energy to drive some of the other issues? That, that's a big, that's a big <laughs> question, that one is. So given that I'm not involved in politics, but <laughs> it, it's, you know, when, we, when that point is raised, what we say really, it, it that, great love for Jamaica, the music, the culture is something that takes place in the wider big world. And so it doesn't necessarily then translate down into any structural, political, socio-political situation. Yeah, I suppose. It's, it's uh, just reality. Talk, talking, talking about politics, 
you were recognized by Prime Minister Sunak himself, a letter from 10 Downing Street for your contribution to the Windrush celebration and all that went with it. Talk to me a little bit about how that made you feel and how, how you have responded to, to that recognition. I, I was pleased with that recognition. The reason being is that um, I put together this program called the Windrush Anchor Heritage Education Program, which was designed to support uh, Patrick Vernon's project, and he's a strong Windrush activist. And his project is designed to actually um, recover the anchor from the Windrush ship itself, which is at the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea. And so what this extra publicity is given by the recognition from the Prime Minister through a program called Points of Light is that it's helped to again amplify and focus people's minds on you know what we're trying to do to the recovery of the anchor and as mm -hmm. you know Donovan for thousands of years what the anchor has symbolized so us for us Caribbean people and I would say that Jamaicans wherever we are descendants of landed hope strength and belonging you know that mm -hmm. was never give up never say die regardless and make the sacrifice and still achieve and still celebrate it mm -hmm. and enjoy life. And I think that that's probably as well what is communicated around the world is what Jamaicans do outside of the country, how mm -hmm. they fit in, in other cultures, how they create within those cultures, they take and give, but also a welcoming to other people as well. Because as mm -hmm. you know, you'll always see other cultures at Jamaican events. Yeah. It's not Jamaicans are not a closed group of people. <laughs> That's out. true. That's welcome. true. You're welcome. You know, it doesn't matter. So the term we use as it relates to the Windrush is we talk about the values of respect and, and inclusion are the common ground for all, regardless of background, culture, or status. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. And I know there are a couple other things. Tony is doing this, this project as well around artifacts. Yes. And, and and collecting all these pieces, you know, I talked yeah. to him show earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Talk to us about different things that are connected to this whole Windrush celebration. And you talk about Black History Month in October here in the UK. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other things that are planned? Mm. And that's a that's a good point. So Tony Fairweather, I've known him 40 years. He's done a, a great piece of, again, cultural communication with the front room. So anybody who's lived in England during the 1960s and 70s or grew up, particularly grew up in the 1960s and 70s, they know about the front room. Those are artifacts, that memories from the past, the, the, the radiogram, the Jim Reeves music, the paraffin lamp. And Donovan, I can tell you, in this old age, I've still got a scar on my left hand where I burnt it on, on the paraffin, a green paraffin lamp. <laughs> Uh, and by the way, when you say paraffin, it's kerosene. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Well, here, we, we, we used to have Esso Blue and the paraffin man. And, uh, you know, a metal can and run down the road. Parents used to go and, go and get some paraffin. Uh, and for the Jamaican people who used to have the home sweet home lamp, that we're talking about. Okay, okay all right. Okay. <laughs> 
So, yeah, those cu cultural artifacts are still very powerful, very important. Tony put on a great play the other day called The Front Room. I went to see it at Full House down in Croydon. And mm -hmm. it just brought back so many memories. But I think also what was great about it is that, again, going back to what I said about the, the, the generation now who themselves are parents, they remember, you know, it brought back great memories for them. So in other words, it also contributes to the well-being, the mental well-being of the community, that mm -hmm. front room of memories. You know, tough times, but happy times. Mm -hmm. you know? So, so yeah. So the cultural artifacts are are very important and powerful. And we're hoping as well uh, from next year we're doing what's called the Windrush Three Counties Festival uh, during May in Jamaica, and we're going to be uh, searching for some of those artifacts and furniture that people took back when they went back to Jamaica in the 1970s and 80s. And we really would like a museum in Jamaica mm -hmm. so people can see, look, this is how this is how people live. This is, you know, the, these things are really important. Yeah, well, it's interesting because I remember when I was talking to Tony, one of the things he mentioned in, in, in our discussion was was about, you know, the 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 the, the dress code and, yeah, and the yeah. way Jamaicans brought a certain energy to, yeah. to what people look like. He says, you yeah, yeah, yeah. wearing gray suits and all. <laughs> exactly, color and cut trousers and cut, you know, I mean, these things are important when you're going to, especially if you grew up like us in the 1970s, the sound systems, the coxswains, and, yeah. you know, all of those great, um, just Shaka, the, the list is, is long. So yeah, that, that the style, yeah, totally different style. All right, well, a few more minutes. I, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the, 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 the framework that exists today. Uh, yeah. You know, you talk about equality, you talk about legislation, you talk about, you know, we talked about recognition all the way up from, from the prime minister. Yeah. But, but there's, there are still issues. Uh, yeah. what, are, what, are, what are the Jamaicans in the diaspora still, you know, challenged with? What, what, yeah. what are things that, we still need to keep uh, a light on. Yeah, I, I guess I guess our big challenge still, and we've got a great organisation called the Reach Society, who's done a lot of work on this. So every year they they host between seven and seven hundred and a thousand young people around careers and career development, role models, and um, having opportunities to apprenticeships internships so i would say the biggest challenge that we have as jamaican stroke caribbean communities in the uk still is education and the challenge is what happens to young people in the education system and then how they then move through to gain the necessary life skills having the right attitude aspirations so that they can you know to really achieve in in, in this uh, society so, so yeah, so I, I would still say there's, there's big issues around the structural inequalities in education. And then if you take health in terms of the older generations still, as we, we were sort of joking about before, I mean, we could be much healthier, mm -hmm. uh, you know, diabetes, prostate health for men, 
Caribbean, then uh, we could be doing much better on that. So some of that, of course, is about our own collective responsibility, mm -hmm. as well as the challenges that we have in, in achieving equality or improving or at least reducing the inequality that we mm -hmm. have to face with the various institutions that we either work in or have to uh, use the services of. So that, that there's, there's still a ways to go. There has been some progression, so we can't say there's been no progress, mm -hmm. but the data speaks for itself. If you look at the most senior appointments, if you look at, you know, uh, uh, the way organizations are contracted and commissioned, there's still a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, of course, as we as we as we go through and look at what happens in 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 the UK and the diaspora, mm -hmm. there, there's still a lot of Jamaican pride and a lot of connections to Jamaica. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the the pound is still strong and the money keeps keeps yeah. going going back home. Uh, what, what's your assessment as to the strength of the connection and how the, the, the Jamaicans from different generations still feel about Jamaica and the connections? It, it's very strong. And as we talk, you know, it, it, it can never be broken because it's families, it's generational. And, and, and why, why, why should it be broken? And mm -hmm. How can it be broken if, if you inherit land and property? from your family, you know, you've been supporting your families, you know, but, you know, why, why would there be a break? I, I don't see how it could, could be broken. And it certainly hasn't, because I can look back, you know, 40 something odd years when I was growing up and people used to say, my generation, you know, you're born in England, you'll never be, you know, you're not going to be interested in Jamaica or anything. And I <laughs> you know, very, have been. My own children—they're very interested in Jamaica. When they went there, they really enjoyed it. They were shocked to meet their cousins because their cousins had the same faces that they had, which shocked yeah. them. You know, and as you know, that always shocks people when they go yeah. and come back to Jamaica yeah. and meet their cousins for the first oh, time. Oh, the cousins them look alike, don't they? <laughs> looks the same, and they're sitting there joking the culture, and that's important, and, and that's important for the well-being. So I, I, it will continue, mm -hmm. and um, and and as you know, there's lots of people. Um, that's why I'm not sure if diaspora is a misnomer now, who go backwards and forwards, have spent many years living in Jamaica, having gone abroad before they've come back, they live a short while, they stay a few months at a time. So what diaspora really means today. Is very different to what it might have meant when my father left um, Harmony Hall, Highgate, St. Mary. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's an interesting point now. Uh, as we come to wrap up, I was talking to somebody the other day and mentioned that when, when, I, when I left Jamaica to, to live, live overseas, I would have never have imagined the depth of the connection that I would feel, you yeah. know, 20 odd years later. Uh, because there's this perception that the connections of Jamaicans outside of Jamaica is weaker than that of those there. And it is by no means my experience. It, 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 it really isn't. Because as we say, what, why should our family ties be broken? Yeah. And, and the purpose for going abroad in the first place was for 
human development, make life better for your family. That's why, you know, families got together. Yeah, you go abroad and do what you can, send back and help the family, yeah. and make that contribution. Why wouldn't you do that? You know, people yeah. have been doing it for thousands of years. <laughs> And, and 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 in fact it comes right back and ties to windrush uh, absolutely that's why windrush journeying is important because that's why they left absolutely absolutely and and the recognition is important and you know and um and i think it's important as well for windrush generations when they are back in jamaica get involved in the local community you know there's, you know, their family ties to primary schools, those kind of things. That's one way to be integrated back into the society. Mm -hmm. Get get involved. You know, there's there's good people you can work with. Lots of projects, lots of support needed. You know, lots of scholarships. You know, there's a there's value to being involved. The same way that you would do when you're abroad in the UK, Canada, or the US. Why wouldn't you get involved in your local community? Why, you know, why not? You know? Well, that's true, and you know, maybe that's the question that we we end on. Why not get involved in our communities, celebrating our renewal, celebrating independence, celebrating Jamaica? Yeah, because yeah. that's what ties us all together, no matter Absolutely. where we are. Absolutely, Rudy. It is a pleasure having a, a chat with you. Uh, thanks for doing what you do on promoting uh, Windrush, but promoting Jamaica, because you're you're the consummate Jamaican in the diaspora. Thank you very much. And of course, uh, Fresh FM Radio London really enjoys, you know, hosting Wataguan. And uh, you've got a nice listenership building up out here in the diaspora. So congratulations to you and I hope that you keep it going as well. Uh, we, we definitely will. Thanks. Thanks a lot. And big up, everybody on Fresh FM Radio London, as always. Thank you. All right, Rudy, take care. Bye. Welcome back. Another, another good one. Another, another one. Another discussion. Definitely. Uh, ho hopefully a few people learn a few things uh, from that. And the work continues all across the world. And I think maybe that is the message from today's uh, episode. Uh, first of all, no matter where we go, no matter what the generations are, uh, people find that connection. You know, I look at, at my own little ones. Uh, you know, the ones born in Canada and, and they feel connected to Jamaica and the, the Jamaican kids and the Jamaican generations all over the world. Yeah. Uh, and they have good reason to, you know, they have good reason. The Jamaican culture and so many elements of it uh, are fantastic and give them uh, unique perspectives. Perspectives, yeah. Right? That, That's that, a special place. Yeah, that you can't help but but love and 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 you know and deal with and and it's glad when it's when it's recognized 
as well. You know, Rudy was recognized by the Prime Minister of Britain, and I tell you, I'm here for a couple of weeks, and it's 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 interesting when you listen to the politics and you listen to the different things that are being said out there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but at least the Jamaican voices are out there, and you can't see them and you can't hear them. Hear them, yeah. right? So, which is uh, good stuff. Yes. Uh, Agree. All right, well, I, I won't keep you too long because it's, it's pretty late where I'm at. Yes. <laughs> so, so we would touch base. Yeah, man, all right, cool. And safe travel back home. All right. Yeah, man. All right, folks, I hope you took in the conversation and you listened. And you know that, as, as I just said, Jamaica is a very, very special, special, special place. If I wasn't Jamaican, it would be proper, proper, proper Bex. So um, wherever you are, hope you're participating in these conversations and, and lend your voices to the different um, things that are going on. Hey, Clarence. Excellent work. God bless. Yes. Thanks, Clarence. Big up yourself. Auntie Lil just finished working. All right, what you're commenting. Thank you. Um, um, I just did a little rewatch of the race and to see our girl, Sharika, pummeling through the finish line. Almost make the record. My girl was going for the record. Minute she did business with nobody else in the race. It wasn't about anybody else. It was about that record. It would have been nice if she got it, but hey, the second fastest time, we can hold on on that for now because guess what? We're coming back for it. We're going for that record, right? So the Patwa word, Kaba Kaba, it means inferior, unreliable, or worthless. So them boy, they are Kaba Kaba. So that means that they're, they're worthless. As Jamaican, that's they're worthless. They're not, they're not up to our quality. So Kaba Kaba is another one. Write it down in your book. And just know that this word is from um, Yoruba um, Akan tribe word. So we still have some word from our African ancestors who still keep being in our, in our languages. So this one, Kaba Kaba, is Yoruba and Akan. So yeah, write it down and see if you can use it this week. I'm mean, sure if you live outside of Jamaica. Many people will understand, but hey, still throw it in a sentence or two and write it down in your book. So next week, we will be taking a break. Yes, Wataguan is taking a little break. And it's also a long weekend. So for those of you who are celebrating Labor Day, happy Labor Day when it comes. Because the next day after that, a back to school morning. So don't party too late because you can't make your pit name late. For the first day of school. So next week we take a break. We will come back the week after with some more riveting conversation. So stay tuned. On September 8th, we'll be back for some good conversation. So stay tuned and ensure you join us then. Just to remind you that you can share your message on Wataguan National while we share our experience, stories and experiences. Advertise with us as we grow. Contact us via wataguan.ca, that is our website, or any of our social media handles. So Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and um, Instagram. 
you can connect with, uh, with the social or you can send us an email at wataguancnd at gmail.com. Remember to follow us on all those handles that I just stated. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. You can find those links on our website at www.wataguanca. And remember, Guan is two A's. Um, so another week is, has come to an end. And your girl from Bongatown is saying, please have a good week. You know what? Good. See you on the 8th.